You're tuning in to the Copacetic Hour. Why don't you just chill? Everything Copacetic? Yeah, Copacetic. This is the Copacetic Hour. Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill? <laughs> Yes, this is the copacetic hour. Copacetic is a term meaning everything is fine, cool, and in excellent order. This podcast is an area for open discussion, but not for the weak-hearted nor the simple-minded. And although we may not always agree, we will always exemplify respect. But at the same time, nobody, and I do mean nobody, is exempt from getting these jokes. Everything is copacetic. Yes, this is the copacetic hour. This is the Valentine's Day episode. How is everyone doing today? That's good. That's good. We got four married couples here for the Copacetic Hour for the first time. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on? My name is Nate John Mark. This is... Uh, Hi, I'm Asia. We're, uh, we're the Marks, obviously. Uh, we've been together nine years. We've been married for seven Going on, yep. Yep, going on seven years. <laughs> yep. He always has to check. Yeah, going, uh, yeah, in, yeah. going on seven years, married this year, nine years okay, uh, together. We're both, we're both actors. We met at Western doing a play. It was a, it was a collection of uh, August Wilson love scenes. We didn't have any scenes together, but that was where we first met. Okay. And then like I slid into her DMs like two years later. That's what's up. That's what's up. I said, hey, what's good? Girl, you looking fine. That's not when we technically met. We technically met. We technically met at the Bernhardt Center in 2009. And oh, they was getting right. on the elevator. And uh, I used to host a lot of events at Western, so people would like, like, people would know me, and I wouldn't know them. Right. So her friend came up to me and was like, "Hey, Nate." And sometimes I sometimes I could be forgetful about like people I've met before. So like I normally default to like pretending like I've. I know that person very well. Like I just matched the energy. So he was like, hey, Nate. And I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no idea. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we hugged and like, and then she was standing there and like she was looking at me like, who the fuck is this nigga? And, like, yeah, but that's how we met. Um super excited to be on the podcast. Uh yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm Camille. I'm Chris. And yeah. we are the Bennett. Yeah. Um, we've been together for 12 years. 12 years this year, June. Yeah. Yep, it was married for nine. nine. So yeah. it's been a minute. Um, how do we meet? <laughs> this sounds weird, but we actually... Her cousin <laughs> is my cousin. So we have... <laughs> One step away from incest, huh? It's mom's side and dad's side. Yeah, okay. Yes. So, um, no, just he asked her, you know, you got any friends? Yeah, you got any friends? <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get something new. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, we kind of just. Yeah, it, was, it was some do. stuff in between there. It was a long, it was a, a long process. All right. But we ended up together. We here. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. 
Um, I'm actually a stay-at-home mom and an entrepreneur. I'm a business owner. Yep. And I make cereal. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, could you, you, you said you, you make, have you like created, have you tried like creating cereal? Oh, hold on, what did you say? No, you I'm sorry, I, I trailed off at the end there. Do you create your own cereal? No, I make cereal. I, I work for, I work for, for a company that makes cereal. That is that's dope as hell, man. I love I love cereal. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because where most of us are from, that's like normal. Like everybody makes cereal. Everybody makes cereal. But yeah. the people from not Battle Creek, it's like, what you make cereal? <laughs> but that's such, <laughs> such a normal stuff for us. I'm Tiana, and I'm Ryan. And we, oh, oh, we met. <laughs> oh God, fourth grade. That's yep. where it all started. Ernest was there. Yep. Herberdale. So. <laughs> we went to elementary, middle school, and high school together. We graduated together. Um, his aunt and my aunt were best friends. His parents and my parents are really close. We all we both grew up in the church. Um. Yeah. And then it was like we was all always there by each other, but we were never like supposed to be but i think it all started like right when we were both in college i was going mm -hmm. to kcc she was at you were in kalamazoo yeah. yep KBCC. at the time and i kind of kept running into her at the wild bull <laughs> so that's how it all started um then we just kept messaging each other back and forth then one thing led to another he proposed then i moved back home and we got married, mm -hmm. had two girls. Yeah, that's what's up. We've been together for, we've been married for seven years, together for eight. Okay. Nine years all together. Yeah. Nine years this year in okay. March. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what's up. <laughs> See, I'm going to have a tough time with that. I don't, I don't know how long we've been together. but That's I'm like, man, does it count? <laughs> Honestly, when you get married, do you go by that? Mm. I forget every day. I, go from I just beginning. go from the beginning. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm an orthodontic assistant. I place braces on people and I'm yeah. going to school for dental hygiene. And All right. and then I work at Denzel Manufacturing. I've been there for over seven years now, just making car parts. What's up? That's what's up. Yep. All right. Well, uh, I'm Justin Campbell. I'm Kristen. <laughs> and obviously we're the Campbells. <laughs> but uh, we met when we were 16 actually going to a Christian camp in Detroit. Okay. And at the time it was just, you know, some friendship type stuff. So we met, we remained friends for a long time. Uh, started dating in 2011 and got married in 2015. So we have been married for five and a half years now. And we have this young one. It's the reason why we're muted the whole time, because she just, Aww. She look at her. She ready to just mess up a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we are uh, entrepreneurs, so we own a um, education consulting business. We both were former teachers, and now we teach teachers. I guess is the best way to put that's that. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm not going to add more to that. No, that's that's <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, what else? What did everybody else was saying? We're trying to we're trying to get the list of what are we supposed to cover. <laughs> how, how long y'all been married? What y'all do? I think y'all covered it. How y'all met? 
You said at Christian uh, camp. So I think y'all covered it. Okay. Well, how we start dating, though, that's a fun story. So yeah, let's hear that. We were friends, like completely friend zoned each other. It was a very mutual, like friendship type of thing. Okay. And um, one day I was at Western and and it was like I've been single for about three years or so. And I was praying about it. Like, I think I'm ready to find my wife. And I felt something tell me you already know who she is. So I'm like, oh, OK. So I, I, I literally went to all my closest female friends like, is that her? No, nah, that ain't it. Is that her? <laughs> no, nah, ain't it. And I got to Chris. I'm like, this might. OK, let me just test the waters. So I started calling her wifey just to see how she would respond. And she responded well. And and after that, it was just like more and more flirting until I found out that she actually started having feelings for me around the same time where I was starting to look at her differently as well. So lo and behold, you know, I, I jumped out in the water hoping I could swim. She, you know, threw me the life jacket. It's like, yeah, yeah, you're good. So we started dating and been ever since. <laughs> the random analogy. I it just popped in my head. It, I just went. That was good. Cute. <laughs> Thing I miss most about Jay Cam is these analogies. He used to oh, do you? I can send them your way anytime. <laughs> I don't know. He just said black people can't swim. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I can <laughs> oh man! All right, I am your host five. Uh, this is my wife, Gigi. We are the Jacksons, you know, not related to Michael. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, when did we meet, babe? So we have conflicting answers for that. Man. Um, so we went to the same school, high school. But I'm a few years younger than five. I didn't even know who she was, um, bro. Yeah, so for some reason, everybody who, like, also graduated with his graduating class remembers that, like, I existed, except for him. Nah. He's like, did you go to Lakeview or something? I'm like, I went to Central. He's like, you sure you didn't go to Penfield or Harper? I'm like, I really went to Central. And he did, like, to, to this day, he's still, like, confused about it. All of his friends knew me in high school, um... Camille knew me in high school <laughs> like it was very very strange um so I always say like we met in 2009 um but he doesn't think that we met until what 2011 yeah a few years after that she hopped in my dms one day you know what I'm saying trying to braid my hair I used to have long hair she tried to braid it <laughs> that was her the gag excuse. is I can't even braid <laughs> she tried to she tried to hop in my dms try to braid my hair and one day I saw her somewhere. She had like this white dress on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, look at her. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm about to hit that, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I. You like that. And I pursued her, you know what I'm saying? And I wind up finding my wife when I wasn't looking for one, but I was in a mode in my life where I was like, the next woman that I meet. I am going to actually court her and treat her with respect and like a queen. And when I finally wind up doing that, you know, I wind up meeting my wife because I've been through women where they were good women, you know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. I wasn't treating them as such, you know what I'm saying? So when I met Gigi, I don't know something about her, you know what I'm saying? She made me change my life and I, I met my wife. So we officially started dating in 2012. 
um, got engaged in 2015 and then got married in 2017 secretly. Nobody knew until a year later on our first anniversary, except for like my mom and his mom. Outside of that, nobody really knew that we were married. Um, we just decided on our one-year anniversary to change our relationship status to married and see everybody lose their minds, which they did. It was hilarious to watch. Um, but yeah, we're going on three years married. No, going on four years married this July. Um, I am in school. I'm like a chronic student. I stay in school. Uh, so I'm in school right now for healthcare studies, um, focusing on cardiology right now. Um, so I'll be working as like a cardio, um, cardiology technician. Um, I also own a few different businesses. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, a lot of my business is helping other people manage their small businesses um, and grow their small businesses. Obviously, you know, I run a podcast, you know, 3,000 listens episode. Um, also, I work for a financial institution that I pretty much, you know, want to quit. And so I need the podcast <laughs> to take off. You know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Quick tidbit, though. When I went to J. Cam and Kristen's wedding, that's what made me decide that I need to get married. I want to get married when I went to their wedding. Yep. He actually said it on the way home. He was like, I want to do that. And I, I was like, what? Married. And he was like, I want to get married. And I was like, okay, yeah, every guy says that at weddings. And then I was like, no, they don't. They they don't actually say that. <laughs> so I definitely saw after you guys' wedding, I definitely saw, like, a change in his behavior. It was like he started planning at that moment. Facts. Aw. Yeah, we, we never knew that. Uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. <laughs> J. Cam always been, like, big bro. So, like, when I saw him get married, I was like, man, I need to get my life together. Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's definitely a fact, my man. <laughs> so let's jump right into the first topic. You know what I'm saying? So everything going on in the world right now, we're kind of like in and out of it. You know, everything with quarantine and everything. What's the most interesting thing that's happened in your relationship during the pandemic, and how has it affected your relationship? Who wants to go first? Uh, we can start. So we were so rude and did not introduce Luna, our daughter. She's four months, four and a half months. Hey, beautiful. Um, there she that's, is. This is, a, this is by far the most interesting thing that's happened to us during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 2019 in December, we found out we were pregnant. Uh, so all 2020 was being pregnant, experiencing a pandemic. Also, man officially moving back to Michigan because we had come back to Michigan, but we weren't, um, we weren't there. We, we weren't, weren't housed yet. Yeah. in Michigan because I did a show in Cincinnati for the first few months of, uh, 2020. So okay. in March, literally what, three days before they declared the pandemic, we moved from Cincinnati to Michigan. Oh, and wow. it's crazy because we were starting off in Airbnbs when we got back because we were, you know, we were moving from Cincinnati and we were going to start working. We both had jobs and then we were going to get an apartment and officially move to Michigan. But literally three days after we got back, it was a pandemic and we found out while we were at an Airbnb and it was so yeah. insane because everything got closed down. I teach. So my job was closed down. Um, I was really thinking i was really leaning towards like i was really want i really wanted to suck really bad at uh at, at stand-up comedy uh, a couple of times just you know 
because I have, uh, I guess, a fear of it because I did it on accident once. Okay. I hosted an event and some. I hosted an event at Grand Valley, and they they hired me because they thought I was a comedian, and I, I, I was not. I was just a host, so people expected me to be funny. Right. right. And I bombed, and it was really awkward, and it was like a fear in my life. So I was like, I really want to get over this fear. I'm gonna try stand up comedy. Uh, and it was like, there's an open mic on this Tuesday, and that Tuesday I found out everything got shut down. <laughs> so I was, I'm surprised you bombed at a show, Nate. That, well, because right. when people expect you to be funny, they're really they're way more critical about your jokes. Yeah. Okay. You know? So I, I could be crazy or whatever at West, and y'all look at it like that's just Nate. You know, he's just goofing off or whatever. Right. I'm at a different school. Nobody knows me. They think I'm supposed to be funny, and I'm just, you know, being myself. And they just mm-hmm. like, it's not funny enough. You're not good enough, Nate. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us your worst joke you told that night. Yeah, facts. Uh, you know what? Um, let me see. This was. Oh, you know, I think I said something about the cues because one of the cues was heckling me, and I think I said something like, I don't know. Like that's why you pee on fire hydrants or something stupid. Like really, stupid. that's why you pee on fire hydrants. <laughs> and uh, I thought I'm probably 100 sure I was gonna get jumped after the show. <laughs> I was alone out there. I was dolo out there. I was just like, yeah, you just. I'm just gonna get beat what up. What more do you want from me? <laughs> it was my birthday, son. You it was your birthday. on your birthday. Yeah, I did a show on my birthday. Man. I like being on stage. I was like, this is a gift to myself, man. I booked this show. <laughs> did you well, get paid still? I did. Oh, well, it all worked out there. It's all good. And you know what? I think that was the worst joke I told. I said, I don't have to be funny. I'm still getting paid after this. <laughs> <laughs> I lost everybody after that shit. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, yeah, we we moved. We were pregnant. Um, I couldn't have anybody come to appointments with appointments with me, so that was crazy. Um, yeah. I never imagined giving birth without my mom there, oh, so wow. that was crazy. Um, we found a doula, like, and it was an online situation, so that was weird. But also, I don't know. There were a lot of benefits, I guess, to the pandemic. Um, everything ended up working out, I guess, around May. Um, but it was really stressful initially, I think. Um, in September, we had her. But yeah, it was it was a pretty stressful time. But I I really feel like I saw that a lot of people were ready to like jump ship in their relationships during the pandemic. Understandably, I mean, a lot of people hadn't really spent day to day with their partners because life, you know, is crazy and it's always on the move. And a lot of people were seeing true colors that they hadn't seen before. But I think because of our journey and how unique it is, like Nate was in the military for a certain period of time. Like we've spent a lot of time apart um, just being actors and everything. And I think us spending a lot of time together was very unifying for us. Mm, um, I forgot so about despite, that. So despite the obstacles on the outside, I think um, so it really brought us together yeah. in a good way. The pressure that created the diamond that is our relationship. That's what's up. That's what's up. What about you, Tiana and Ryan? How did the what was the most interesting thing and how did it affect your relationship? Um well around that time we were we told each other we were gonna buy our first home that year, 2020. 
and it was a good experience. Um, it was also around the time where we, you know, we told each other, you know, we're going to better ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to work on our marriage even, even more, mm -hmm. build that up, our communication level. Mm -hmm. We just basically renewed our mindset. Mm -hmm. And okay. that was also around the time, too, we uh, decided to do the keto diet around that time. We did it for, I don't know how long was it? Couple months it was or something about, like that. we started in April and ended, June. oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't that long, but we did it together. <laughs> I mean, 60 days is a and long we, time. We lost weight together. We worked out together. Um, we prayed together. Um, it was hard for Ryan at first because he's a bowler and <laughs> the bowling alley was shut down. So, you know, his mood with that was kind of, you know, but. Other than that, I mean, he's really very active um, with bowling and things like that. So when everything was shut down, he didn't have anywhere to go. Right. So it was just us, you know, with our kids and we, I mean, praying together as a family, um, learning different cooking recipes, um, just doing all types of stuff. It, it was really, I would say for a lot of people, the pandemic was really, it was bad. Um, a lot of people went through a lot of stuff. A lot of people did not overcome it as they would have hoped, but it was really very good for us. I mean, that time together to just be able to learn each other more, to be able to just be stuck in the house together. And. Oh, trust I, yeah. me. It, was, it, wasn't all, <laughs> it wasn't no cakewalk from the beginning. I'll tell you that. Got at each other at each other's throats we did but we it we've been through like before this pandemic we've been through a flood in our rental home where we was literally homeless for two months didn't nobody know about it we um we've been through so much so much i could cry it's god has been so good to us That's so honestly the pandemic was nothing i mean it's still going on but it it really was a blessing in disguise for our family that's what's up that's what's up what about you, Justin and Kristen? How what was the most interesting thing and how was how did it affect the marriage? So we got through it with just lots and lots of sex. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. There was a lot yeah. of sex. Yeah. What is wrong with you? But on a serious note, I mean, I am serious, but on a, on a different note, um, I would say that one of the most difficult things for us or for most people wasn't as difficult for us because we are self-employed. We also work together and we're together all the time, just in business, okay. in personal life. We share a lot of friends as well. Um, and we work from home anyway. So really, I would say, and, you know, you, you can have an answer as well, but um Thanks. I meant like we may not have the same answer <laughs> anyway. Um, but the hardest thing, at least for me, was was the child. Like so with with Nate and and their daughter, they, um, you know, they were or they were having a child, whereas for us, we were developing a child. So she was in critical stages of life and just learning what it means to be human, really. And for, so for us, just a lot of that interaction that they have with 
um, with people, helps to develop what they should and should not be doing. So for her to be in the house so much, we had to really stretch ourselves to say, okay, we have to be intentional about going outside and taking walks or reading to her more or, you know, buying certain toys and things that we could help to keep her on track with what she should be doing. So for me, I think that that was the most difficult thing for me. Um, Business-wise, even when quarantine happened, we lost, obviously, with a lot of other businesses, we lost contracts and things, but it also set us up to create more products. So like um, Kristen finished developing one of her products and is continuing moving forward with that. We had a workbook that came out that we pushed out and a new service. So it actually benefited us in some ways but i would say the hardest thing at least for me was as a dad trying to figure out how to how to support her as being a mother and then also um the baby and the development yeah no i would agree with that but also i'd say um kind of like you said the timing of it because i had just i felt like started getting back to real life <laughs> after having a child right so i had like just started getting really um comfortable getting back into work and um you know, just getting comfortable taking her out on my own, all those kinds of things. I'm sorry, our dog is going nuts. But, um, and so I felt like I almost went back into like that postpartum stretch when you don't leave the house. <laughs> and I was, so it was just a little bit, um, you know, after so long, you're kind of like going crazy a little bit in your head because I had been in the house for so long, finally got out. And now I'm back stuck again with, you know, just being here take care of the baby all day, et cetera, et cetera. So that was definitely, um, that was definitely difficult, but. But what helped us both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's our answer. <laughs> Hilarious. I think ours is like a combo of. A few different things. Many things. Um, to go with the last couple is raising a tiny human. We had a, a one, girl. A one-year-old a girl. girl. No experience with girls at all, oh neither of us. So that evil. was one in itself. It's like they like the sweetest little evil things that you ever <laughs> seen. It's like it's so is <laughs> and like she said, teaching those like proper interactions for them to like not look at a person and scream or <laughs> like you know, just do the right thing, wave by when it's time to go bye bye. Yeah. It's like just she like, sees a stranger and she is like crawling up under you because she only knows so many faces. Yeah. So yeah, so that was probably one of the things. Another one is he's like super. His asthma is awful. Yeah. So um, we've been through so many scares with his asthma. Yeah, I really couldn't leave the house too often or go do too many things. You know, work at home. She had to go to the grocery store, do all you know things like that. So. Put a little little strain on her having to do things by herself. She's not normally used to doing. And, yeah, so. and also, she, she started a business. Yep, I started a business during the pandemic, yeah. and that it's working out. It's going good, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> also, I think for us, we've been together so long. Like I yeah. like we. I met him when I was 18, so. I won't say he raised me, but like he knows the woman that I like, you know, that I've come to be, you know, that I've become. Right. So if we just know each other so well. So this year, I think that we've kind of met each other more um, on a spiritual level. So that was good with us. You know, we've always, you know, we've always been super close. 
we you know, if you don't see one without the other. So it's it was more and then, for and then also like uh my brother said, we uh the sex part. <laughs> like <laughs> 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 and, and keeping things level, you know. <laughs> So, okay. Well, yeah, so just a combination of everything. But overall, I don't think anything really knocked us down or wore us down. We kind of, we met each other where we were supposed to meet each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, So, babe, what about the pandemic for us? What, what, what do you think? So, I don't know. I guess, like, with everybody saying, like, not everybody on this podcast but everybody globally was saying like 2020 was the worst year ever 2020 was like one of the few years of our relationship that like i didn't have a major health scare yeah so i was good with it like it was fine um in 2019 i had surgery to remove cancer from my um uterus so that was not fun i was just getting to the point where like i was getting being able to actually work in clinic being able to be around sick people um, being able to like really start to travel right. after being sick and having to do chemo and everything again. Um, so my immune system was trash. So as soon as, as soon as he heard that there was a super bug going around, he was like, where's the bubble? I'm gonna put Gigi in a bubble. Facts. And I'm like, you can't actually do that. And I'm thinking like, oh yeah, he's joking or whatever. I go on Amazon. He's looking up a human bubble. I'm like, no, <laughs> like you can't do that. And so at the time, I'm working at a clinic and everything, and our clinic is attached to our urgent care. So we actually did have one of the early cases of COVID um, in our clinic, and that was my patient. Um, so that was kind of scary when we realized it. And this was actually the first case in Michigan. Um, so I had, on my personal phone, I'm talking to people at the CDC and everything, and He's FaceTiming me like, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And uh, like, he sees that my mask is down because I'm in the break room. He's like, put your mask up. I'm like, the patient's nowhere near. He's like, it doesn't matter. You need to put your mask on now. <laughs> and so he's like asking me to send him a picture like every 30 seconds to show that I still have my mask up. So I just kept it on the whole day after the place has been fully sanitized and everything. I'm like, it's fine. Right. I'll just keep it on. Um so, yeah, it was interesting because I had to quit my job um, due to health concerns. Um, definitely forced me to work more on my business, which was great because everyone wanted to start a business because there was the opportunity for to work from home to get additional funds and things like that. Yep. Um, so it helped my business. I didn't like apply for any grants or anything, but my business income tripled. Um, yeah. So that was super cool. And we got a house. So that yep. was super cool. Um, yeah. Got a house. Um, I started the podcast, ironically, when the pandemic was starting. I was already planning for like maybe four or five months of starting a podcast before COVID even got even hit. So in December, I finally like saved and bought all my equipment to start this podcast. And, you know, the pandemic hit and I was like, well, this is perfect timing. Everyone's going to want to listen to, you know, have something to do. You know what I'm saying? So I started the podcast, which was, it was tough at first, you know what I'm saying? Getting ideas and putting everything together, even trying to get people to be on and everything. But I feel like it, it, the pandemic opened up something that I want to do 
you know, for the rest of my life. Like I really enjoy, you know, expressing my thoughts and getting other people's thoughts and feelings. And my podcast makes me feel like when I'm gone and, you know, I'm not here anymore, my thoughts and my feelings will still be here in the world. You know what I'm saying? So when it's time for me to have kids and I'm not here anymore, he can go, he or she, preferably he, hopefully, God, please. (laughs) He can come back, you know what I'm saying? And he can listen to his dad's thoughts, what his dad thought, what his dad thought he should do in all these awkward situations. You know what I'm saying? So... Which I really hope a lot of the situations that I talked about on this podcast never happened to my child. <laughs> uh, but okay. <laughs> you know, we get about 30, you know, so I break them out for them. You know Absolutely what I'm saying? Not. <laughs> yeah. But no, I really think that the podcast, or that the pandemic was cool because we, um, when the podcast started, we were having people over to our condo that we lived in. And the only people that were on as guests were people that could come to us, which is super limiting. Like you can only have people that are willing to come over on a Tuesday night as we made some amazing tacos. And I I make amazing tacos. So everybody really enjoyed that, but it was really taxing on us to have guests over every single week after I was getting off of work, after he's getting off of work and then to like change our house into a studio at the time. Um, So this kind of allowed us to have guests on from anywhere in the world because everyone's super comfortable with Zoom now. Um, And even for entertainment purposes, people are using Zoom that are professionals. It doesn't matter if you're just starting out or if you've been doing um, podcasting for like five years at this point. Everybody's on Zoom right now. So it allows us to get people um, right now in at least three different cities that I'm looking at on the screen. So that's pretty cool that we can all be in one place at one time. Definitely, definitely. Plus, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you said we got a house, right? Yeah, we got a house. Yeah, we got a house. You know what I'm saying? I got my own office, you know? I got my own podcast place, you know? Yeah. When I, I want to get away from her, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> so thankful. You know? It's it's crazy because as everybody's talking about, like, being at each other's, at each other's throats. Um, so he worked from home, and I quit my job. So I went from, like, Having to be out of the house by eight o'clock in the morning and not really being home until like six or seven at night to waking up, turning over, and he's there. And he said that so sadly. Uh, <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> but like, no, because, okay, he worked from home in our bedroom. His office was in our room. So I roll over and it's, thank you for calling this financial institution. Can I help you? And I'm like, again. <laughs> and so it's like it got to a point where it was like there's just so little that you can do to get away from each other and yeah. your space is how you maintain your relationship that's, um, that's... so not having that space not being able to take five steps without running into someone or their things is really obnoxious but thankfully in this house we have um, our master bedroom he has his work office he has his podcast studio he, I have my office, then we have our joint living space, like as far as living room, dining room, kitchen kind of deal. So we don't have to be in each other's face. He can At make all. noises without me hearing them. Yep. He can start his work day before I wake up, and I don't even know, and it's an amazing thing. So, yes, yeah, so we're very thankful for this house. Facts, facts. And, you know, when it get warm outside, we're going to have a barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Everybody come over. You know, I'm going to chef it up on the grill. You know what oh, I'm saying? God. Chef Boy R.E. 
<laughs> you know, but I, overall, I think you know we lost. I lost a couple family members to uh, to COVID. You know what I'm saying? So prayers for everyone in the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad all our marriages, you know, made it through. But you know, a lot of people' marriages didn't make it through everything that was going on. So you know what I'm saying? So prayers to everybody that went through something. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll be coming out of this sometime shortly. Lifestyles is a men's and women's clothing store that carries exclusive quality labels. Their mission is to bridge the gap between mainstream fashions and luxury brands. They're the go-to place for the latest fashions and trends. You can shop with them online at lifestylesapparel.com. That's L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E-Z apparel.com. And follow them online at Lifestyles Apparel on all social media outlets. While you're at it, visit them at their brand new Memphis location. Back to the podcast. Moving into our next topic, the email of the week. So this week, you know, we got our first response, you know, email from someone who wrote in previously. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the previous email. I'll let you guys give your response on the first email that they sent in. And then I will read the follow up email that they gave us. Let's get it. Dear TCH, the copacetic hour. Please do not say my name, but I need help. My wife and I are newlyweds. We've been married for about two months. Before our wedding, I suggested we take a break just to make sure that this is something that we really wanted to do. She reluctantly agreed. We decided that we could freely see other people during this two-month break. We both slept with other people. But this hoe went and got pregnant. Now she's eight weeks along. It could be my baby, but I don't really think so. Is this all my fault for suggesting a break? Yes, nigga. Should I leave? (laughs) Should I leave or should I stay and be mad? What if she she say it's not my baby? I'm gonna be pissed and feel guilty at the same time. But damn, please help me, anonymous. All right, so you heard the email. I'm, miss, I'm so sorry. That I missed it. Did he, did he say he thinks the baby might be his? He said the baby may or may not be his. So what had happened was she's eight weeks pregnant. They've been married for two months. For the two months before their wedding, they were seeing other people. So either one of two things happened, for those of you who know how the menstrual cycles work. She got pregnant during the last month of her break, or they somehow managed to get pregnant on their wedding night. All right. Why would she let somebody go in raw? Why would it even, like, if you're thinking about marrying this person, why would you even take that chance? I wouldn't. I, off, right off of that, it's done. It's a wrap. Well, first off, like he told me, we will never take a break. So, so the, first of all, it should have been out the window. Second off, on break, why do you have to be... Why do you have to have intercourse with someone else? Yeah. Why? Why ain't just use a condom? I mean, condoms fail. Anyway, <laughs> condoms. She ain't got no common sense. 
people use the wrong size and they break. So take that break for you. <laughs> you shouldn't be out there. Maybe doing... they was taking a break to see if they wanted to taste some other stuff. <laughs> maybe that wasn't the flavor of the hour. You know what I'm saying? Not... Maybe they wanted to. No. Maybe, maybe they were just making sure. I don't no. know, but. They still make condoms though. Mm, yeah, can, yeah. To alleviate all that stress. A little bit, yeah. Wear condoms. What about you, Nate? What was you about to say? I uh, know I, I need clarification. Okay. What, so they had they 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 proposed to take a break, a two month break up until the day of their wedding. Right. <laughs> <Hey, laughs> that's that's my question too though. Like so so y'all just Saw each other for the first time <laughs> after two months of who knows what on the day of your wedding. That's not weird. Still got about. married. And still. So got wait. Married. So no, because that what that means is they were already engaged. Then they were already, already engaged. They took a break. Right. And the wedding day is the first time they saw each other. They were engaged that entire time. That wasn't right. actually a break. Because well, did he come into his, to his you know his his entanglements? Right. Talking about hey, by the way, I'm engaged. And like, and they still let them. Personally, I just feel like if you need a break before mm-hmm. your wedding, I don't yeah. think you should be getting married. And that's just me. But yeah, why are you taking a break at that point? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the break at some other point, but to have a break right before you get married, you should probably just, I don't know, just I'll, reevaluate some things. I'll say yeah. this in his defense, and then and then it did it, 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 it not be in his defense at all because of how it's going to end. But. I think it's common when when me and Asia first started dating. I knew I think I knew like day one that I was gonna marry her or that I was gonna ask. And like that scared the shit out of me because I think I had just came into my own and you know, I, I was in a position now that I felt like I could kinda like sample the garden, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I could do other things, you know what I'm saying? So I was terrified that I was throwing away a, a life that I was just, that, uh, uh, or I was closing a door that I just gotten to kind of open. So right. we broke up. I broke up with her for, and it lasted for like three weeks because I couldn't think about anybody else but her. Okay. I think that's common. I talk to a lot of people and they say like, you have like the man, before y'all get married, you have a period where you're, you're afraid right. and you kind of have a fight or flight moment. And that's natural and normal. But after that, it's like, I'm not thinking about nobody else. I'm, but to take a two-month break and for me to be thinking about, you know, all these people <laughs> and then, like, try to come into my wedding day, like... I don't know if their break was that they just cut each other off and they didn't see each other at all. It just said that... They took a break. And during that time, they were able to sleep with other people. They took a break or they were open because those are two different things. And I feel like if you're taking, I mean, I already said it, but I think a break, that's a whole different. If they decided to be poly for two months, that's another thing. It doesn't sound like that's what happened. (laughs) Hey, so uh, I wanted to chime in a little bit. So I firmly believe that no one is supposed to have the exact same story. Right. And it really is about what works for you and your partner. As long as you guys are both on the same page with it, then it works like everybody else can kick rocks. If y'all on the same page, you can take other people's suggestions. But at the end of the day, you both have to live with what's going on. Right. So with that being said, I don't think this is even a topic if she doesn't get pregnant. 
So like, what if what if she didn't get pregnant and they were like, okay, we got all this taken care of and now we're back together, we're back on track, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So uh, the question was, what should they do from here or should he be mad? I think you have to live with consequences and I think he would need to weigh the pros and cons of the situation. Right. So the pro is he did decide that she was the one and he wants to build a lifelong relationship with. Right. Um, and the con, apparently, if, if it's not his child, then he would have to um, play the role of a stepfather in a sense. But at the same time, there are a lot of stepfathers who do great things for their kids as well. Right. So it's really just about can he go on living without her? And can he live with himself um, and and be man enough to live with the consequences that came from a decision that clearly came from him wanting to take a break because she just kind of went along with it right. and was like, well, okay, I guess we're doing this. And then, you know, and, and, and I know the, the one question was like, well, why did she let somebody go in raw? I mean, the lights could have been off. She could have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he, he never um, asked. He just slid right. in and she was like, wow, <laughs> this is a very thin condom. I don't know why it feels so great to me. You know, like. I mean, you never know. <laughs> what brand? No, but but I, I think that that would be the answer to the question. Is he needs to uh, first off be mad enough to know that that was a consequence that came from a decision that he made, and yeah. then weigh the pros and cons and see like, okay, I, if I move forward with this, I just need to know that I'm gonna be mad enough to to lay in the bed I I, I made and right. and keep it moving. How, how does she feel about the situation? Does she want to, did they get married? Are they married? Yeah, they, they, they got, got married. married. They got so now what if she would want to, want the kid to be with his father? What, like what, what? There's so many different scenarios you can get into when you bring a kid into something that, you know, that's why it's better to, if they did decide that, I, I just feel me personally, it should have been some type of like agreement that you know we would use birth control Something. or should have some been rules around of, it should have been a clause huh yeah how about we not you know, have sex if you want to talk to somebody talk like to yeah people, because what type, what type of break are we is it a mental break or you know a physical break you know spiritual what what type of break are we looking for so you know but like you said he does have to deal with his consequences and i feel like he should stay and deal with him because that's what he chose thanks so. I would um I will also say that um what Justin was saying was actually that that was really good. Um but also when you taking a break in a marriage, um you have to think of every single thing going into that marriage. So you have to think of It wasn't a marriage. It was well, they were I'm, engaged. They were engaged, but they were engaged to get married. Yeah. So the fact of taking that break, whatever they decided on doing during that break, if they decided to say, "Hey, we're going to take a break for 2 months and we're going to pray and make sure this is where God is leading us. Or if we're going to take a break for two months, for two months to, you know, get our heads right because we argue a lot or whatever the reasons were, um, that already happened. But the fact of the fact that he went through with the marriage and you have to think of if nobody's marriage is perfect, honestly. Um, so if my, my husband or my wife were to step out of the marriage and they were to conceive a child, what would you do in that situation? If my husband or my wife were to, um, you know, take on certain things, once you go into a marriage, that's a covenant with God. That's a covenant that you have with your spouse. And that type of stuff is supposed to be dialogue. Like you're supposed to discuss that before you get married. If this type of thing were to happen, what will we do? 
So we obviously didn't dialogue. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I basically yeah. took that as a brother wanted to take a break. Right. So he wanted to like do his own stuff. thing. Take a break and then get married and then this <laughs> happened. It's kind of like uh, this should have never happened, but it did happen. So, I mean, you got to progress. You already you already signed that paper. Like That's a fact. Definitely. Work, try to work through it. Try to figure it out. Um, find out first who who the dad is. Right. right. So that's one of and the, um, I mean, go from there. But yeah, that's one of the suggestions that they gave originally. They wanted the um, they wanted the dad to go ahead and or the potential dad, the husband. We know he's the husband. We don't know anything yeah. else. Um, they wanted him to get the amniocentesis, which allows you to figure out the gender or not the gender, the uh, paternity of the baby. Um, yeah very early in the pregnancy that way he's not sticking around for something that gotcha. ain't no need for him to stick around for um so that's what our last group that we had on when the original email was sent that's what they suggested, what suggested. but they also had this idea that even if he is the dad he probably isn't going to be a good dad because he's defective and has a defective way of thinking if he thought that this was okay Right. So we we kind of clowned him. They 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 roasted him. They went in on this boy. For about the first fifteen minutes. I don't of think that necessarily means he would be a bad day. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> he well, might be bad at relationships. The last panel had some differing opinions. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like he could be a not so great giving advice in certain areas. Like at the end of the day, maybe he can be the best to give you advice on how to be a good husband if you have a son or whatever. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's a bad dad. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Definitely. Just maybe we're gonna take some things with a grain of salt. Right? Yeah, he's not the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> not the smartest. <laughs> but I know lots of dads are not the smartest. So I'm just saying. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Facts. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and pull up the email that he sent back to us. Oh, God. So, dear TCH, the copacetic hour, I wrote y'all last year about taking a break from my fiance, and she got pregnant. We decided to stay together, and so far, her pregnancy is going well. But I'm trying to get her, I'm trying not to get too attached because our marriage isn't doing so well. We did the amnio paternity test, like y'all suggested, and it's my baby. The problem is, after listening to the episode, she thinks that the baby is going to be defective. <laughs> um, what? 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 Hey. Oh, oh. Is this real? This is oh. real. She she thinks the baby is going to be is going to be defective, thinking like me. Cause I'm an ain't shit nigga for allowing her to be with another nigga. Oh, man, come on. What? She's about eight months pregnant now, so the baby will be here soon. How do I convince her that I really value her and our unborn without making it seem like I was wrong in the beginning? Sincerely, the defective dad. Hey, he, oh my gosh. Uh, from the two month low uh, split low thing, it's a wrap. That's, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Here's the thing, like, and what Jay Cam was saying about this, every relate, and, and my father in law said this to me, I'll never forget. Every relationship is its own separate contract. Every contract is different, and you sign that relationship when you have a verbal agreement to deal with each other and only each other, or deal with each other and other people. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's what they did. But they both signed that contract. You know, right. he's not 
he's not the only one in the wrong here. You know, right. for her to feel like this child is going to be somehow defective because they made decisions that, you know, before this child was even a glimmer in somebody's eye. That's <laughs> <laughs> like he had his doubt. So now this is her doubt in the whole situation. So like maybe okay. that from that from the beginning, they should have just never been together <laughs> yeah. because he, he was doubtful. He was doubtful in the beginning. And then now, you know, she she's finding her doubts. Maybe she was hoping that the baby wasn't actually his. Maybe she hoped that the baby <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> because now she's having doubts. Shit. You know, it's it's just from that whole. She blame so no he, pushing away. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta think about that. Blame it's, the defective baby on yeah, to get him out of there. I would, I would <laughs> suggest, like I think the adult thing to suggest for them right now is therapy. If they want to make the, the relationship actually work, right. then they should absolutely go to individual and couples therapy because they got some shit to they work out. Definitely. That's the situation because yeah. I'm handling the situation tells me that there's unhealed trauma. That's deep. I was I wanted to agree that too because I don't know if you heard one of the things he said was that um, she thought he was defective because he allowed her to get pregnant by someone else or possibly pregnant by someone else man so that type of thinking you know what i mean yes. like that right there to me was right it was a clear like oh you don't you don't see your part in this either so maybe y'all both right. need to work some things out and maybe just concentrate on that part get yourself together because y'all got a kid that you can't that there's no, Th- you know what I'm saying, slowing that down. So yeah. let's work on that first. And then maybe circle back around to each other. No, you know what? They deserve each other. They need to make this thing work. <laughs> <laughs> goofy type of people. Goofy ass <laughs> <laughs> They deserve each other. They they really do. You oh, know what, man. though? Uh, I, I was going to say this as well. Um, I think that first off they're in the first year relationship and i think a lot of marriages do have that thought of like dang can we really make this work for 50 plus years right um or should we call it quits right now like that's a common thought for a lot of people when they first get married because you're still trying to figure each other out you know i I remember one time i was i was uh, listening to a pastor and he was like if you would just give it a chance i promise you you'll get through these kinks but they're, they're trying to figure out um how to live together how to be together but then they have this other variable that seems to be pretty significant as well as far as like how they acted before the the wedding so i don't think it's worth throwing away you know um it it is worth the effort to make it work because you guys are now in this you went through whatever you went through honestly i don't know how much worse of a situation you could go through you've almost been through like almost at the peak of what is really difficult to go through as a couple anyway and you got through it so Continue to work through it. And then the other thing I would suggest for him as a man, as a leader or supposed to be leader of and head of a household, um, he has to be more aware of what he puts out there in his leadership because that will be followed. And uh, one thing that I realized with everything that I do is is submitting to my wife's uh, wants and whatnot as I lead. So even though I may be in that position, I'm still submitting to everything that I know is in her heart or her heart's desire. Um, but I also know I don't answer to her and I'm not going to go on this like whole Christian spiel or anything, but you have to have something above you all as people, because people fail, people have emotions, people, 
you know, have ups and downs. There has to be some type of constant that you abide by where you're not letting this other person down. You're letting that situation. Or for me, I'm letting God down because I'm married to my wife through God. So if I don't do my job as a husband, then it's not just me messing up for my wife. It's me messing up for God. And like I said, I'm not saying be Christian. I'm just saying there has to be something that you answer to or that you abide by that's above just you two. So it seems like in this situation, they don't really have that type of thing going. Um, So I would suggest to start there, like start with that foundation, because right now it just seems like their foundation is shaky. Facts. Even if it's just your own morals that you need to follow, that you hold to a standard. Definitely. And then at the end, you said he stated like, oh, how can I make her feel like, I don't know, what was it? Like you care about her? I don't know. That he values her. How would she not feel that way? Is it because he suggested the break yeah so from i think the episode we kind of like didn't make it better for him yeah honestly okay so he also heard the episode so she was more yeah. embarrassed but he exactly. has to understand that right. or she has to understand he wrote into this anonymous because he was seeking advice for a mistake that they both made right. nobody told her to go prop up and lay up with somebody that was a choice she made probably because he was doing it but she did that because she felt like he was a weak man by even suggesting that and then allowing that to happen i completely the whole baby situation and him writing a letter to the (laughs) show and asking other somebody else for help well you know it all that all that all played a part in it and now she's second guessing him as a man that's what i think She's well, like, how, you, how could I even do this? So I feel like just parent that child, I guess, to prove to her how good of a person or how great you can be. Parent that child because and work on more on him, like someone else said. Because at this point, I don't think he can really change how she feels by something he's doing for her. He needs to just prove by his actions, I guess. Agreed. I, I think that the first thing, the first thing is that He's trying to not acknowledge his part that he created this situation. Yeah. You know, he yeah. said that um, to invite her without making it seem like I was in the wrong for setting this up in the beginning. So I yeah. think that I think that his first step would be acknowledging that, hey, you know, I set the, I set us up for failure as the man as your husband, as the leader of our household, I, I put this into motion and I and I set us up for failure. Yeah. And exactly. that's like that's marriage in general. You don't get over an argument or a disagreement or a stumbling block in your marriage without addressing where it went wrong. You don't just like try to hurdle over that like it's something to get around. You have to go back to what it is that actually set things off on the wrong foot and say like, hey, this wasn't okay, and I apologize that it happened. We can't move forward until that's said. He's yeah. literally writing in after getting these opinions, and his wife has now heard the episode. And I, y'all can go back and listen to the episode because they really went in on this guy. Episode um, thirty. Episode, episode 30. thirty. So listeners out there, definitely check it out um, <laughs> because it was crazy. It's a crazy situation, and the the guests that were on the episode they let them know like that was some crazy stuff that happened. So he's saying, "quote." How do I convince her that I really value her and are unborn without making it seem like I was in the wrong before? Two problems with that. You shouldn't have to convince your wife of anything. 
Man. If you're using oh. the word convince in your marriage, you're doing something wrong. You need to prove it through your examples of how you're actually acting and behaving in your day-to-day life. You don't convince. That's like saying like you're trying to pull one over on someone. You're trying to prove to them that it's something that it isn't. But in this situation, you need to begin to let her learn who you are as a husband because this whole marriage has been based off of two months before the wedding, you saying, eh, I don't care who you lay up with. Facts. Like, I don't even know how I'd look at him if he even said that. I wouldn't go out and just be like, oh, hey, first dude on the street and maybe get pregnant by them. I wouldn't do that. But to have someone devalue you to the point where they even, like, open that up as a possibility, if he said anything other than, like, no, you're my and you're my wife to be, like, anything out of that, I'd be like, what? What are you talking about? In the last episode, like, who tells somebody that, who tells that girl that it's okay to go sleep with other people? Like, who does that? Like, So I can see how she would feel unvalued by hearing that. You know what's crazy is just as a man, I know if a dude, not not the uh, not the, the the defective dad guy, but another guy that was trying to come in and swoop her up, he had all the ammunition he Man. needed. I'm, I would have been dropping all like he don't even love you, girl. What you mean? <laughs> he letting you go out the house? What? Come, right. come on, exactly. I'll keep you coming. Like, <laughs> Thank you. It, it was just it's probably all bad on all angles for this for what the, what happened. Facts. Absolutely. Well, just like uh, Justin said, his foundation wasn't there. I mean, there was no foundation. He set himself up for failure. So he's got to speak through his actions to to let her know, you know, look, this is what's going to happen. He said he wanted to take a break. Okay. If you're going to take a break, then it'll lead to other dudes popping in at your girl. Man, and you give him the oop. He gave him the oop to get up in (laughs) his girl life. Exactly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Somebody slam dunked it. For real, for real. Right. So (laughs) they didn't didn't talk at all in two months. Like, we don't know the detail. He didn't. I say. gotta know more. Yeah, say. I need to know. <laughs> communication in two months. Then, like, it's a wrap from there. If you could go yeah. two months without two talking, months. yeah, yeah. Doing, like, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah, I and think I, we need to get this guy on the show. You think he hasn't even let me put his name out? All of my listeners, keep in mind that I would never say your name unless you say it's okay. Everything is private. Not so only, keep that in mind. Not only that, but when if you send in an email and you put in the subject line email of the week like you're directed to, or if you send it in directly from the website, it automatically filters your name and your email address so Facts. that we don't even know who it is. Um, so when I'm opening up the email of the week, I don't see who it is. I have no idea who these people are. I'm looking at it like, wow, that's crazy. Facts. And then I could like scroll on Instagram and scroll right by you and not have any idea that it was you. Um, so it's complete anonymity. Like we Definitely. don't know who you are. So feel all. free to send in your emails. The wildest ones. Because um, we know it'd be happening. Young man, whoever you are, sir, you know, you got to, for one, you got to admit what you did. You got to come to, I don't know, come to Jesus moment, you know, and take responsibility for what happened in your your play into creating this, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going to suggest this time, you don't let your wife listen to this episode because if you don't do <laughs> what we suggested. Oh, she listens. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I got 
got one more thing. I got one more thing, though. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like, too, he needs to consider how he truly feels about the marriage. Because, first off, he stated, I'm not trying to become too attached to the marriage. Yeah. And yeah. then, he said, how can I, how can you show me how to value her? Well, you're not trying to be attached and you don't know how to prove you, like... He didn't have no value from the beginning. But still, even no the small things, because she would no appreciate value. those things, no? Yeah, but there was no value from the beginning. So, I like he needs to think about the the marriage himself. He you're not finna you're not finna let nobody okay, this this kind of fucked up, but like you're not finna let nobody borrow your car for two months and not ask like how is my car doing? Like did you go get an oil change or did you like do I still have all my tires? Like you're not like so how can you let your wife or somebody you finna marry yeah. go for two months and not see what type of condition they are like you know, it just like it, it was a failure from the beginning. It it shouldn't it shouldn't be happening. And it's just messed up because they did bring a baby into the world. But yeah, I mean if they stay together, if they stay together, they could they could mess up the child's life. So like That's is it point, beneficial yeah, yeah. for them to stay together in that token? I feel like moral of the story is y'all both gotta go and work on yourselves individually. Because that was messed up. Period. Like everybody here wasn't in the right place. So yeah. well, I mean, at least he made the effort to stay, right? Well, the first break didn't work. So if they break to fix themselves, what's the second break gonna look like? I mean, they need to have like go to a few different things. The first thing they need to do is go to Jesus. The second thing they need to go is therapy. <laughs> And then they really need to go get some parenting classes. They need some. Here's the thing, though, because bread sex. I don't. I don't believe that marriage is for everybody. I don't believe that, and I don't believe that every couple, even if they stay together forever, needs to be married. I think marriage is. I mean, you know, we've been doing marriage since you know, forever. But I don't think that it's uh, it's necessary to have a healthy and loving and lasting relationship. Maybe. Their relationship isn't supposed to be through marriage. Traditionally, so maybe maybe it is, and if it is, that's right. you know that's on them to do the healing that they need to do, you know, to make that work. But that's a decision that they got to make. Is it, is this is this a marriage that I want to be in? Is this something that we wanted to get stronger? What do we want our marriage to look like? Well, let's visualize what what our marriage looks like. What what we do every day. What do I what do I say to you when I wake up? You know, and I see you. You know, what do we smell like in this future existence? <laughs> you visualize like? all of that shit. You know, and right? You know what's you know what's hilarious to me is Asia's so used to your goofiness. She didn't even respond. She just looked up and kept you know, doing what she. Was. <laughs> it's the real part, though. Just, what do we smell? What do we smell like in the bed. Like shit, that's what it smells like. (laughs) This week's episode is sponsored by the Design Lab at Shuttershock and Co. From logos and business cards to invitations and custom tees, the Design Lab is your one-stop shop for graphics. The Design Lab is the sole creator for copacetic merchandise. Available now. Use your promo code Copacetic for 10% off your copacetic merchandise. Shop now using the link in our bio.
Hey yo, hey yo, tune in, tune in, part two.